Have you ever hit that sweet spot where everything's going right, doors open, and opportunities magically appear? That is what Golden Alignment is all about. Dr. Beth Golden loves to play in that golden space and teach others how to get there and stay there. Get ready to listen, share, and experience what Golden Alignment in life can look like for you. Now, here is the host of Golden Alignment, author, speaker, and coach, Dr. Beth Golden. Hello, and welcome to today's show, uh, Golden Alignment, and I am the featured speaker today. So I'm going to repeat a little bit of my background for you. I am an inspirational speaker and coach. I've authored two books, Golden Solutions for Change and The Soulful Seven. I help women 50 years of age and older as they're entering or exiting new chapters in their life. And I help them make more money, serve more people, and use their talents to thrive. I do this through engaging presentations and programs that support self-love and gratitude as the foundation for tapping into your golden alignment. Today we are going to be talking about money and particularly from the feminine aspect. I know if men will are listening to this, they'll be able to relate to what I have to say. But this is a discussion that we don't like to have and we put our head in the sand and it often causes fear and constriction um, rather than expansion and although money is just energy and we attach our emotion of our energy to it um, we have a lot of stories that we attach to it we have a lot of information throughout our generations that have input information that may not be serving us to our best and highest. And if we simply breathe and take our head out of the sand, we can make money our best friend and ally. And I chose to talk about this today. It's very, it's a very vulnerable subject for me. And as I was talking about emotions, I find that quite often I have attached the emotion of shame to money. Um, I've always lived surrounded by pleasantries. I have had wonderful parents and I grew up in a, a beautiful beach community in San Diego. I've lived in beautiful places and whether I've had a lot of money or I feel like I'm eking by from paycheck to paycheck, I've always had beautiful things around me. So I have to remind myself of that in those times of flow, of abundance, and those times of constriction. And I think we all need to remember that. It's interesting that it is a quote that in the year 2023, women in the United States will hold two-thirds of our country's wealth. And that's a lot of money. And that doesn't typically come from work or pensions. That will come from being a widow and inheritance. And something I find interesting, at least in my family, who my dad's a doctor, my mom's a nurse, I was never taught how to handle money properly, how to divvy it out, 
Um, I've worked since I was 15 years of age. I'm now 61, so that's, there's a long history there. But I like to spend money and spend freely. <laughs> and that hasn't been an issue until in the recent couple of years. So I'm going to go back a little bit. In 2003, my husband passed away. I was 48, 49 at the time, and I had two sons who were in sixth and eighth grade. And a month before he passed away, which was due to a motorcycle accident, so it was unexpected, he had switched up his life insurance. And when he passed, I was the recipient of a um, little over a million-dollar life insurance policy and some other policies. And that created comfort, of course, because I had several years ahead of me of raising kids. And I was working at a middle school at the time and stayed there. And I just needed a break from grieving. They said I had delayed grieving because I just went right back to work right away. And I needed to find myself and I needed to figure out what I was good at. I had been an executive assistant for 25 years. And I've always been a great counselor and coach. And my sister had said, you know what? You can just go get a $10 certificate online. Spoken from the woman who's an acupuncturist and Chinese herbal medicine practitioner. And living in Southern California, I decided I'm going to go back to school. And I went back to my to school and got a Ph.D. in metaphysical sciences and began my practice. Well, when you have a lot of money in the bank, at least for me, um, my business was a hobby business. And I didn't look at it as a business business. There are a couple reasons for that. As I mentioned, I had security of finances, so I didn't feel that push to do things. But when you're an entrepreneur, you're wearing all the hats. And this was kind of like the first time I had ventured into that realm. And the hat of being a, a business owner, advertising, being out in the world, figuring out your social media, etc., etc., etc. So I enjoyed my hobby business. I had clients. It was fabulous. And throughout this time, my boys were growing. Um, there was money set aside for them to go to college. One of them I knew uh, went to, what was it? What is the name of the school? Gosh, how funny that it escapes me at this moment. Music Institute of Technology in Hollywood. And I knew that his amount of money would cover that and then some. And my younger son um, <clears throat> went to a private college and I knew all his funds wouldn't. I still wasn't working. I still felt secure because I had a lot of money in the bank. I fell in love and I moved to Colorado and I chose to be the breadwinner, although I wasn't earning an income for this person. Now, that has created frustration and shame in the aftermath, but I also know so many women who have supported the man that they're with, lock, stock, and barrel, and the relationship, either the women finally call it or the man does, whatever, and 
we are stuck by choice in this position of not having as much. So we lived together. I was able to buy a home in Colorado that was beautiful. We started a business, which I funded. It was a lighting business. We had a 6,000-square-foot warehouse with office space. Um, it was doing really well. And about two months later, he suffered a medical emergency. And it ended up he had a stroke. But they didn't determine that until the following morning. And there is a saying in the world of brain injury that time lost is brain lost. And he wasn't in very good shape. And in the hospital a week, rehab three weeks, and came home and I was in a position of caregiving, which I didn't want to be. I had been caring for people for over 20 years at this point, and that was my turn, and I was freaking out. So I made a very conscious decision to see him through to the time that he could be healthy, and I jumped from my counseling practice, and I jumped into the lighting business because I had invested more money there. And I'm grateful that I could jump tracks and keep things going and deliveries and pickups and inventory and ordering. But it wasn't my sole calling. <clears throat> and about a year later, we sold that business and moved uh, to a town where most of our friends lived. Now, interestingly, in retrospect, that was the beginning of a period of probably five or six years where I developed or chose a poverty mindset. I could see my funds dwindling. Um, my son spent five years in a private college, so it was expensive, and I was gladly being able to cover that cost for him. And I kept thinking, I, the eight to five, and what am I going to do? And I go back and work, and I didn't want to, and I didn't, and I started really freaking out about money. And then my partner said, we need to talk about this because he wasn't contributing even to the bills, which I'd asked several times that he did. So he said, well, do a spreadsheet. I need to see it on paper. And we went to a cafe, and I shared the information with him. And I said, you know what? I am really stressed out. I'm covering Ethan. I'm covering us, and I need financial support from you. And he looked at me and told me he could not do that. At which time, a big door closed in my, both my mind and my heart. We went home and I realized that he was selling gun cartridges. He was an excellent skeet shooter. And there was a new law passed in Colorado that the gun magazines couldn't hold more than 24 rounds. So before all that could switch, he was selling these gun cartridges all over the United States to the tune of he had invested $3,500 in that. And no more than a half an hour prior, he was telling me he couldn't help me with the bills for the home that we were both sharing. So that was the straw that broke the camel's back. He was out of there. Um, and then I started flipping homes to earn an annual income. So yes, I am resourceful apparently. <laughs> I can jump
jump and do different things, all the while I'm still going to networking events and putting this face forward and not being really clear. They knew I was a counselor and a coach, but they didn't know really specifically what I was doing, nor was, nor was I sharing that. So I would sell a house, make a chunk of money, go into another place, fix it up, live there for a year, and do that over and over and over. So I moved five or six times in six years. And if you figure that's your job, the effort of packing and moving and setting up and staging, that's your job. So you're putting a concentrated effort into a concentrated period of time and then being able to live peacefully after that. Well, the the housing market shifted here where there's a huge amount of demand and not enough supply. And the margins between buying and selling weren't as great as they had been. And I found myself happily, thank goodness, in a place where I am choosing to stay for quite some time. It's a, a cute town home. I had downsized. I had all the emotions of downsizing. And 16 people wanted this place, 16 offers. And I am blessed to have that. But in this poverty mindset, the home prior to this, we had a, there was a, the property taxes in that particular city or county were really, really high. And I hadn't planned for that. <laughs> and I was taking my gold and diamond jewelry to, it wasn't a pawn store, but it was a place where they'd weigh the gold and pay you so that I could pay my property taxes. And I thought, oh my God, I'm like a character walking out of a book, you know. Here I am all by myself making it work and feeling grateful that I had the resources. But again, that shame was the dominant emotion. And within that shame, I was not willing to share what I am now sharing being broadcast around the world. And if you don't, if you aren't willing to share or reach out and ask for help, you're never going to get it, right? So my, I, you know, I had to look at that. So why shame? Why was shame the predominant emotion? And I am looking actually at uh, Dr. David Hawkins' uh, emotional frequency scale. And shame is the lowest emotional frequency on that scale. And it's one step above death. So it's an emotional frequency of 20. So like attracts like. So if I am in shame and have this low emotional frequency, I'm going to be attracting chaotic things into my life or uncertainty. Or if I'm thinking of poverty and that's all you're thinking about and you're not thinking about abundance, you continue, you continue the process. And I think you might be able to see this within families, generation after generation, until someone says, stop, there has to be a better way. And what made me also stop was, A, I am not able to make the margins on flipping homes at this point. 
I was blessed to receive my husband's Social Security at a earlier age than most people, so I had an income or have an income. And I found myself becoming deeper and deeper in credit card debt. So we are going to take a commercial break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk about debt and how I met, started shifting my vibe up and the amazing synchronicities that started to occur when I made that choice. So we're going to go into our first commercial break and see you on the other side. Do you want to create change in your life based on your values? Do you want to love this experience we call life because you are living in alignment with your soul's calling? Do you want to expand your relationship with abundance and move from surviving to thriving? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show, Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You'll be amazed by your golden health, wealth, love, and magical opportunities. Listen for the Golden Alignment Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Inspired Choices Radio Show, Golden Alignment, with Dr. Beth Golden. To participate in this program, please call U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also choose to comment by email by going to www.drbethgolden.com. Now back to Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden. Welcome back to Golden Alignment with myself, Dr. Beth Golden. And today I'm sharing about my experience and story with money, um, shame, debt, and then coming out of it in a really, really great space. And I want to make it really clear to everyone, I am not a financial advisor, but I find that this subject is so taboo that unless you're able to talk about it, you're not going to open yourself up to new possibilities. So I'm willing to open myself up to you on a topic that's extremely vulnerable to me in hopes that you'll seek the help that you need and reach out and be able to expand your vision of what's possible for you. So before the break, I was talking about credit card debt. So every time I moved, I had a chunk of credit card debt on various numbers. I would pay that off, do the fix-up. And, of course, because I like money and spending money and investing in myself, I'd be part of different you know, business coaching programs or this, that, or the other. And at this stop, I'm not going to say my final stop because I'm going to live a long time, but... <laughs> to stop this point in my life, I was surrounded by really, really great, loving people where I was willing to at least say I am having some stress, whereas in the past I would just stuff that. 
And in January of this year, I resumed a meditation practice. And I look at a Sri Yantra, which is a mandala. And when you merely gaze upon a Sri Yantra for a period of time, it will actually rewire your brain. They've done scientific experimentation, experiments proving that your brain is getting rewired just by looking at this geometric shape. And then to increase the energy behind that, I also say a mantra that is designed to increase abundance. And the mantra is Om Gom Srimaha Lakshmiye Namaha. Now, it was prescribed to do this 40 days in a row and kind of see the quickening. And I had done this before, and yes, my business really turned up. So I began this, and I laugh. I, My father's Jewish and my mom was Catholic. Um, I went to Sunday school, so I was considered Jewish. I became a born-again Christian when I was 20. I'm the Jewish reverend, so I have this very interesting eclectic past. But praying and praying with beads or a mala was new to me. And there are 108 beads on a mala, so you just there's four sections of 27. And I considered this the great human experiment. I thought if this can help me be more abundant, I'm going to try this even though it kind of went against my core religious training. And I opened myself up to saying words that I don't have any attachment to because they don't mean anything in my life. They're Sanskrit. So I started that in January. And this is when all the lights started going on, all the beautiful connections and all the the up-leveling. So one of them was this radio show. I was in a contest and earned a few months of free radio show in a six-month contract. So I was thrilled about that. And I was listening to the owner do a show of her own before I started my program. And the show was called, What Would, what Would Your Future Self Tell You Now? And my future self had always told me this, and I always shoved it aside, saying, no, I'm not going to do it, was that I needed to teach people to love themselves. Because when you love yourself, you're in a place of expansion. And you're in a place of waiting and in curiosity and being excited to see how much more and bigger and better the universe is going to provide and does. And so I, my show is going to be Women Change the World. And that just wasn't working and I wasn't working. And I finally took a deep breath and said yes to my soul who had come into my personal being to deliver the message of self-love. So that was a big thing. So that was a huge shift in my business. And I'm also a facilitator for a local group, and I teach self-leadership. And we have monthly meetings with guest speakers. And 
met this amazing man, Trevor Mickelson, who will be my guest next week. And he's a financial planner, and I've always been very reticent to be open or share anything with a financial planner. They're supposed to be there to help you. I had had a a negative experience when my husband first passed away, and I carried that with me, and I thought, you know what? It's a new day. It's a new dawn. It's time to um, know that the universe is going to bring in the right help for me at the right time. But what I really loved is that he didn't talk about products, and he didn't even talk about him, you know, come sit down with me and I can help you. He approached this in a way where I was able to own my stuff and be curious about how he could help me. So I'm going to share the questions that he posed to us. There are several at the table there. And it's a very different way of looking at money. And it's very relational. So the first question was, What did you hear, see, or feel growing up from parents or friends or school about money? Well, I don't know about you, but I wasn't trained in financial manners in any of those arenas. My friends have talked about it, and I have some friends who are adept. My parents, as I mentioned previously, are very successful, but we were not trained. And it certainly wasn't something that I was taught in school. So if it's not something that we are trained in and get to practice, why am I, why are we beating ourselves up for finding ourselves in a place in mid to later life where this is a huge concern? So we have to come from a place of forgiveness and forgiving ourselves, and forgiving our parents, our friends, or schools. And as soon as we go into a place of forgiveness and shine the light on the emotion of shame or anger or pride and surrender to those emotions, they no longer have a grip on us. So we're able to rise into courage and willingness and acceptance which are the higher levels of emotion on the Dr. Hawkins um, emotional frequency scale. The second question he posed is, what is your current money belief system? Hmm. Money belief system, I had not heard it posed in that way. Some of us believe or have heard you have to work hard for money. Money grows on money doesn't grow on trees. You can't do that. We can't afford it. So those are money belief systems. <laughs> My money belief system is like, woohoo, it's always there. Let's spend freely. <laughs> so sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. But <laughs> I realized that was my money belief system. And then when I didn't have it, because it was a status thing and I thought I presented myself in a certain way, that I'd be ashamed if people knew that I 
wasn't really what I was presenting. The third question, what had determined the amount of money I've or you have made so far? What has determined the amount of money you've made so far? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Again, I had a husband who did really well and could support us. I worked. Um, we always had plenty. So I am blessed to be well cared for. And I just realized that I didn't necessarily have that expansive education to be an entrepreneur. Um, the fourth question is, if life were a play, <clears throat> excuse me, if life were a play, define the role money plays in your life. If life were a play, define the role money plays in your life. Is it the villain? Is it a sister? Is it a lover? Is it a friend? Wow, interesting question. That's our way of relating. What is our way of relating? My re way of relating was conflict. When I looked at the relationships in my life and I saw conflict, that was a huge aha to me, that my perception of money had no idea had to do with conflict. Well, we are ready to go into our second commercial break and we'll continue with these questions and if you're writing them down and thinking about them I'm hoping that they're moving something in your being and giving you some aha moments so you can step forward and be in an expansive place we'll be right back do you want to create change in your life based on your values do you want to love this experience we call life because you are living in alignment with your soul's calling do you want to expand your relationship with abundance and move from surviving to thriving? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show, Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You'll be amazed by your golden health, wealth, love, and magical opportunities. Listen for the Golden Alignment Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Inspired Choices Radio Show, Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden. To participate in this program, please call U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also choose to comment by email by going to www.drbethgolden.com. Now back to Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden. Welcome back to Golden Alignment with your host, myself, Beth Golden. I am sharing about conversations and relationship to money. And thank goodness in this third section, I'm feeling less vulnerable sharing my story and experiences with you. I am not a financial planner, but this is a subject that needs to be talked about so we can break the chains. We, we are chained when we are not open and talking and looking at opportunities to change our situation. 
So prior to our break, we were looking at some questions that a friend had posed to us to give us a different um, relationship with money and make it kind of more tangible, more real in our lives. So we're going to continue with question number five, and that is, do you work for your money or does your money work for you? Do you work for your money or does your money work for you and which one has more power? See, when you work for money, that's trading time for dollars. And when your money works for you, you have investment accounts and interest and it compounding daily and, and you're gaining wealth in a pa more passive way. So initially, I wasn't even trading time for dollar. If I did, my um, client base wasn't very large. It was very sporadic. And we'll talk about how that has shifted with a different mindset. Question number seven, on a scale from one to 100, how much of your life do you spend thinking about making money? On a scale from one to 100, one being low and 100 being high, how much of your life do you spend thinking about making money? Now, what you think about, you bring about. We want to make sure that happens in a positive way. Um, sometimes we think about making money because we have to pay a mortgage or car payments or our bills. And what do we need to earn in order to live comfortably or choose the places that we want to live? So let's think about how much are you consumed by that? And is it in a positive, excited, joyful manner? or is it in a place of fear and constriction? Question number eight, does the amount of money you have limit your lifestyle? Does the amount of money you have limit your lifestyle? Well, I can tell you it has limited mine. Um, I have chosen not to participate in a morning breakfast that costs $30 because my next influx of money was a week away or three days away, and sometimes I was down to $30 in my checking account, and that's all I had. I had groceries. All my bills were paid. Everything was all good. I was covered, but I needed to make choices or making choices to attend a weekend getaway. So it's not, we have to think about that anyway and plan, but how much is the amount of money you have limiting your lifestyle, and what do you want to do about that? Number nine, we have these only two more questions. If money were your best friend or life partner, how would you define your relationship? If money were your best friend or life partner, how would you define your relationship? Now, this is where I had that big aha. Um, when I was in my 30s and had tons of energy, my husband and I had lots of energy to argue. We both wanted to be right, blah, 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 blah. I no longer have the desire or the energy to live in that manner. Um, the partner that I had when I moved to Colorado, I made a lot of personal concessions 
and didn't put love of self and my self-worth first and make clear boundaries and requests. And I internalized a lot of suffering in that relationship. So when I look at the significant relationships in my life and the roller coaster of ups and downs or fighting, anger, um, general unhappiness, I had to think, wow, is that my relationship with money? And no wonder it's not growing, right? And the last question, if you had the choice between living the life you have right now versus living a life where you didn't need money, which would you live or which would you choose? If you had the choice between living the life you have right now versus living a life where you didn't need money, which would you choose? Well, of course, I put didn't need money, but if you have enough money, do everything you want. It's kind of the way you're living, isn't it? So how did I go from freaking out, high credit card debt? Now, I will be completely honest with you, I am not out of the woods. So this is a process that I'm in. But not only was I doing this daily meditation and shifting up my energy and creating new possibilities, I began listening to a layered soundtrack every night about increasing love, joy, peace, and gratitude in my life. And how when you vibe up to the highest levels in the Dr. Hawkins scale of emotional frequency of love, joy, peace, and gratitude, you are actually in alignment with your soul and with the universe and why you came here and with joy. And you don't have to work so hard to make things happen. Now, I'm a type A person who likes to write things down and plan and do and check them off and Sometimes pat myself on the back, but more often than not, just, you know, say, okay, I've done it, check it off, let's let's move on to the next thing. But as I, very passively, because I would fall asleep to this, it was a guided meditation, and these packets of information and vibration were being dropped into the subconscious river within me, I didn't have to do anything. So what began happening was I sure I keep I'm anal about this, but I keep every receipt I have. I put it on an Excel file. I have my business receipts and personal. I structured that so I could see when I got my social security payment what was coming out of it. And I get paid in the middle of the month, so I had to like shift the way that looked. I then put down all my credit cards different interest rates, some I had zero balance transfers, figured out how much I was spending each month in credit card payments and what I could do to mitigate that. Um, again, Trevor Mickelson, being a love and not pushing anything, was able to give me some assistance in that way. Um, there are opportunities to either have another 0% credit card and paid some off or look into getting a home equity line of credit and having a low interest rate and having one payment instead of five. 
So there are options that are opening up. And they aren't out of constriction. They're out of joy and excitement. And I'm also looking at other vehicles that I can make money and have my health care in a more secure place and put myself in an account where it ladders up in, um, it's called an index account, and making money and beginning that journey. So not only did that happen, and I'm walking that process and feeling excited and blessed, I have all of a sudden, my whole calendar is full of speaking engagements. So I am speaking once a week, which I love, which gets me in front of more people, which creates a no like, and trust factor. And I know that the right people who are supposed to be with me are going to you know, follow up and have appointments. My paying customers have increased. And I realized, because I was going to the place of I have to rewrite my resume, I don't want to say dumb it down, but really take out all the accomplishments of my later life of master's and Ph.D. and writing and talking and sharing and and make it more back to my executive assistant route and what skills I have in that area. And I was going to get a job, a job job, part-time, to create some income, and that's still a possibility. But I realized all I need were two clients a week, two clients a week, two paying clients a week, and that would create the additional income that I needed to feel very comfortable in my lifestyle, put money in savings, and put money in investments. Not only has that changed, but the most amazing people are coming into my life because I'm choosing to show up and be present. So wherever you are in your life, we are going to go over these questions quickly again. And as I was walking my dogs yesterday around these beautiful lakes and thinking, hmm, I'm 61. I've gone from a lot to a little, from a lot to a little, from a lot to a little. And it's all about choice. And I can make a different choice and a different determination beginning now. And so can you. It does not matter where you are. There is the next step right in front of you. And as you make a choice to improve your circumstances and improve your uh, emotional level in life and realize that you came here, that your spirit chose you and it inhabits a physical being, and they coexist. And if we can learn to daily tap into and say, hey, what do you want to do today? What's going to bring you joy? All of a sudden, you're like a caterpillar in metamorphosis, and you're becoming this beautiful butterfly and a completely different person and a great energy. So we're going to conclude the show. On a high note, we'll do some tying up of loose ends and pulling it all together and create and remind you of some options that you have. So we're going to go into our third break here. And uh, you've been listening to Golden Alignment with myself, Dr. Beth Golden, um, getting to see the vulnerable side of me. So we'll chat more on the other side of this commercial break. 
want to create change in your life based on your values? Do you want to love this experience we call life because you are living in alignment with your soul's calling? Do you want to expand your relationship with abundance and move from surviving to thriving? By tuning into Inspired Choices Radio Show, Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden, you'll receive tools and inspiration you can use to do just that. You'll be amazed by your golden health, wealth, love, and magical opportunities. Listen for the Golden Alignment Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Inspired Choices Radio Show, Golden Alignment, with Dr. Beth Golden. To participate in this program, please call U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also choose to comment by email by going to www.drbethgolden.com. Now back to Golden Alignment with Dr. Beth Golden. Hello, welcome back to the show Golden Alignment. I am your host, Beth Golden, and I have the privilege of sharing my heart and soul with you today about money. And even when I say that, I get choked up or I have tightness in my chest, but this time it's out of happiness um, <laughs> and not out of fear and shame and constriction. So we're going to be pulling this all together. I'm going to hit on some key points here. Awareness. Awareness is key. You may know that you're in a stressful situation, but unless you have things on paper, on a spreadsheet, and it's it's simple. Just put how much you're making and then make a list of your bills, groceries, gas, if you have dogs, dog food, medical insurance, all those monthly expenses, and see if what you're making is covering those expenses. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it is in a huge way. But you have to know where you're starting from so you know where you're going. And then you need to make friends with money. And the best way to do that is to increase your personal frequency. Now, I'm going to say I have a beautiful chart that I'd be more than happy to provide for you. You can go to my email at Beth at GoldenAlignment.com. Beth at Golden, G-O-L-D-E-N. Alignment, A-L-I-G-N-M-E-N-T dot com. And it's called Power Versus Force, and it's this beautiful, bright, postcard size picture that indicates the different levels of emotional frequency. So from the bottom up, we go from shame, guilt, apathy, grief, fear, desire, anger, and pride. And then there's a big, thick line. So everything below that line equates to 
humiliation and misery, blame, despair, hopeless, regret, tragic, anxiety, frightening, craving, disappointing, hate, antagonistic, scorn, and demanding. Now, does that sound like fun to you? (laughs) Those words are not fun, and those words don't have a high vibe. And we all drop into those things. I go to anger pretty quickly. Thank goodness it's just a couple below that line, and I am very aware because I am training my brain to be in these higher vibration levels. So when I go there, it's like I ask the question, what button is that pushing in me? Because I wouldn't be having this quick, visceral response unless it was a button that was being poked. And we have to consider the other person. You know, we're not living in a vacuum and we're responding to someone else. We might think they're coming from a certain perspective when they're not at all. So I teach people, because we all are in these up and down in these lower vibratory rates, how to be aware of it how to recognize it and provide skills for you to get above that line and be bringing things, what I call in a positive vortex. Now, the words or levels above that line are courage. Now, interesting, as soon as you're in courage, you're above the line. Below the line is kind of like being underwater or swimming against the current. Or have you ever tried to hold a beach ball down underwater and how hard it just wants to pop back up? You're not going with the flow when you're on this lower part. And when you hit your head above courage, it's like laying on the surface and catching your breath and looking around. And courage is usually associated with some form of action It can be simply a change of mind, a shift in mindset, or making a choice to move one or two degrees away from the direction that's no longer serving you and towards the direction that is. Neutrality is above courage, and that's being able to sit quietly and look at what's happening on the right and looking at what's happening on the left and making a balanced decision. Um, Willingness, acceptance, Reason, love, joy, peace, and enlightenment. And some of the descriptors are affirmation, trust, optimism, forgiveness, understanding, reverence, serenity, bliss, and all that is. Wouldn't you like to be in that space? That would be fantastic. So I would be happy to provide this to you. You can either phone in to uh, Inspired Choices Network or uh, Skype us today and request that, and you'll be able to leave your contact information, and we'll be able to get that, that scale to you. So it's better to be in the higher places and Try to be there consistently because that's not always possible. It's looking at your relationship with money. What is your emotional relationship with money? I shared mine is shame and guilt because I think that I should be doing better. And it's like on that bad girl scale. You're bad. You're not achieving. You didn't do this right because I like to do things right. Um, And looking at I love that question. If your money were your best friend or life partner, how would you define your relationship? So I really want you to think about that. How would you define your relationship? Where are you now 
and where would you like to go? That is what I do for my business. I help you make more money, serve more people, and utilize your talents in order to thrive in those areas. I have a fabulous assessment of the Ultimate Life Tool technology, only 87 questions online. It takes about 10 minutes to take, and it gives you what your traits are, what motivates you, what your boundaries are, your communication styles, and your perceptions so that you can really own and love who you are, and I help you create language to express what you need to the people around you. And then we look at aligning with that. We look at asking. We look at course corrections because we might go down the road one way and it, we might need to course correct quickly so that we can stay in the middle of the river. We look at neutralizing disbelieving thoughts, beliefs, and about receiving and allowing all the abundance that you so richly deserve. So please feel free to contact me. I'll be more than happy to send you this this beautiful power versus force emotional frequency. And I'd be happy to share with you that Sri Yantra I was telling you about in the beginning and the mantra that goes with it so that it will quicken you and you can just be in a state of being and excitement as far as what is coming into your world and how you're up-leveling in life. I want to thank you so much for being with me today, for allowing me to share my vulnerability. I still go back to that place, and I still have to talk myself out of it. Um, so do that for yourself, too. Forgive and love who you are, where you are, and that you get to make a different choice every single day to move in a direction for your best and highest good. I love you. We'll see you next week at same bat time, same bat place, Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Golden Alignment. Take care and God bless. Thank you for choosing to listen to Golden Alignment. Dr. Beth Golden will return next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, enjoy playing in that golden space where health, wealth, love, and magical opportunities appear in...